You're listening to the City Lights Podcast. City Lights is a church located in Greenville, South Carolina, devoted to building family, blessing neighbors, and bringing good news to the nations. Thanks for joining us. I was, um, some of you guys know, I was uh, doing a marathon uh, last last uh, fall, and uh, and so I was um, I was running my guts out, and my story is I did really great for the first like 20 miles, and then I hit what you call I don't know what they call it the runner's death 20 mile wall that's what it is I got sign language back here explaining me hit the wall, and uh, I was chugging. And uh, one of these sweet people with the uh, cups and the Gatorades at the very end uh, was like, hey, man, I'm run, running by the Swamp Rabbit. Uh, this is Brooks's T-shirt here. Swamp Rabbit Cafe, which I'll never look at it the same way. I always saw of it as a place of comfort and coziness, and now I see it as a place of just death. Um, so I'm running by the Swamp Rabbit, and some dude goes, I'm on mile 23, and they're like, dude, four more miles, keep it up. And I was just thinking, dude, I was like, don't ever say the word only and four more miles to me ever again when I feel, because I literally when I hit that bridge, I went under the bridge. You guys know what the Swamp Rabbit, and so my two feet, I was running, and my two feet just cramped into talons, just like this. My two little feet were like running like this, and I was like, don't ever tell me that I only have four more miles. Um, There's a difference between um, strategy and strength. When you don't have enough strength, I don't care how much strategy you have. I don't need any strategy when I don't have any strength. You could have thrown a runner's magazine at me, it wouldn't have made a lick of difference. I don't want your runner's magazine, I don't even want a Gatorade. Like all you need as a marathoner is strength. That's like all you ever need at this in this time, you know. And so um, I just sense, you know, like in this in this season, this is why we're we're in Psalms. We're just rooted after the character of God, inviting people to meditate on the scriptures. Um, the scriptures, uh, knowing God, knowing the Bible, um, having ideas and plans, particularly in this in this kind of scenario, in this situation, um, it's not enough. Like we need strength. We need encouragement. I don't need anybody out there when I'm running telling me, put your left foot in front of your right foot. Like, that's, that's not what I need right now. You know, I don't need more advice. I don't need more people telling me what to do. I need strength. And once you don't have strength, it doesn't matter what strategy you have. Once you have strength, you can't get strength anywhere else except for the source. I need to go home and take a nap and get a daggum milkshake or something. Like, <laughs> four days later, I was like, I could run the heck out of that four miles, but right now I'm stuck because I got no strength. Like, you can't mistake the difference between strength, you know, and strategy. And so in this room right now, there's strength. In this room right now, like, I don't have any more thoughts in my head today that I had yesterday. But I have more strength because I'm in this room with you. And when I see you, this is, I think, who knows, this is how God designs us. It's not a mathematical equation. I have the same problems. I'm going to walk out of here with the same issues. I'm gonna, we're going to be in the same situation, but I've got more strength. I'm encouraged. Like, I have more fuel. I have more energy. And there's nothing wrong with strategy. Like, then you go out and you want to work on your breathing so that you can conserve your strength and go get better shoes so you don't get bad feet or whatever. And that's, those are all good things, but those are all ways to budget and manage the strength that you either have or you don't have. And so, and so strength, uh, I think, you know, the, the scriptures and the Psalms is teaching us, like, we get our strength from God, period. We're getting our strength. We're not getting our strength from better advice. We're getting our strength from his presence, you know, so are, are you being in this season um, energized 
galvanized, encouraged. Like, have you ever like looked at a problem, thought your head was going to explode, slept, and then come back to it, and it was a different problem? Like, that's I think what's going on. It's like, you, if if you're snapping at your family, you know, you're you're worried about the future. There's, you know, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? You know, the Martha kind of stuff. Like, it's not a strategy problem, probably. Like you. Most of us are very smart. We have an information age. I can YouTube anything that I want. It's a strength problem. We don't have, we need strength, you know? So this is my encouragement is like, as we get into the book of Psalms, like we're here to gather strength, to get what we can't get from a manual, from a YouTube video. Um, Psalm 34, let me read it. Let me read it, let me read it. Uh, already lost my spot. Psalm of David. Um, He's going he's gonna to come out of the gate with just, you ever just get into a church service and the worship just going, you could go home right after the worship because it's so fired, you know? Uh, he's got a, 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 a verse that, that Timothy read earlier, and I think um, it unpacks from there. But David says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So Jesus talked about this psalm, this moment in time in the book of Matthew when he's speaking to some Pharisees one day about rest. They were getting on him about how they were eating grains out of the field. And he's like, you know what's crazy? This reminds me of a time that you weren't born yet, by the way, um, called Psalm 34, where David was running from his, for his life. In this, in this passage, this guy named Saul is trying to kill him, trying to take the crown, trying to take his kingdom. And so Saul is ready to chase this guy, and David is running for his life, and he looks at these Pharisees, who, of course, know the scripture, and of course, know it, but they don't know it. Looks at him and says, and I'm telling you, David running into this field was actually more rested than you are right now. He is actually resting. You're asking me to stop eating grain and, you know, the disciples to stop going through and, and eating on the Sabbath or whatever religious thing that they're doing. He's like, you don't understand rest. The reason why you're confronting me is you don't get it. David was actually resting more than you are while you're sitting there running for his life. He was resting because of his position in God. And here I think we see why. Jesus would say the secret of David's success is because he was a worshiper. We don't, we don't have rest because we have a day off. We have rest because we have position with Jesus and we're acknowledging our position with Jesus. And so I will extol the Lord at all times. We see that Jesus, or that Paul, excuse me, where am I? All these people, right? David, or you or I, David is worshiping. He's still getting chased, by the way. Not after God delivers him, but before. David has decided ahead of time. So David is, you know, David's one of those runners that I'm on mile 20 and there was dudes just, just feeling great, full of strength, full of strategy, full of strength. And I'm like, what's this guy's secret? And David, David's on mile like 50 of this marathon. And he's saying to us in this Psalm, he's like, you know how I'm on mile 50 and I'm not tired? Because I worship. It, it doesn't, it's not because I have more Lance Armstrong oxidation in my bloodstream. It's not, it's not because I read Runner's Magazine. It's because I have strength. And it's not because I'm stronger than you. It's I know how to go get strength. I know where to go find the strength. And this is the clue. This is the clue at the beginning of the psalm. You're going to see he's going to share basically his testimony to share about the character of God. And he's going to explain um, what this looks like. Have you ever guys um, ever uh, had somebody 
who never has their phone. Uh, somebody like, like, you could be shot, okay? You could be shot, you're at a Rite Aid, you're having a really tough time, and that person loves you, but they're not going to pick up the phone. So you don't, you don't call them. Like you skip, you have a whole list of people and you're like, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to call this person because they're not going to pick up the phone. They love me, but they don't have, they're not going to pick up the phone. I could be that person sometimes. Like I don't, I don't pick up the phone all the time. Like I'm not, you know, uh, you could be that person sometimes. There's people that, that just don't like to talk on the phone. I'm, I totally get that. And there's people back here raising their hand. Don't want to talk on the phone. Um, David is going to, David is going to show Um, explain something that he wants, I believe the reader and us this morning to experience. Um, And that is that God always answers every call. I'm going to get real churchy right now, but I want everybody just to keep us because somebody's falling asleep. Wake up back there. (laughs) I just want you to put your, put your hand just like this and say, put your, I need everybody and get, put your, put your hand up just like this and say, God always answers. God always answers. God always answers. I just, it felt good. It felt good for me to do that. Um, This is what the psalm says. He says, listen, I sought out the Lord. Like, I'm not here to explain you an idea because you don't need strategy. You need strength. So I'm going to tell you the secret of strength in a long run. You need, you need to know who to call. You need to know how to go get strength. You need to know how to, I've been, this week I've been walking. I come home. I have more strength. In this room, that's physical strength. That's emotional strength. He's like, spiritual strength can't come from a walk. It comes from calling on the Lord. And so the best thing that I can do for you is I can share my experience with the one that I call. He says, listen. He says, I sought out the Lord. And he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. He wants you to know this. He needs you to know this. In 2020, he like needs the church to know this. This is the Holy Spirit speaking. Those who look to him, they're radiant. Their faces, they're, they're, they're not, they're, their feet aren't like cramped up. They're full of strength. They're like, and they're excited. They're not, you know, slugging along like I was on mile 26. He's like, their faces, they're radiant. They're never put to shame. The poor man called. This is me, right? This poor man, this random guy. Never heard of him? This poor man, me, David. This poor man called. The Lord heard him and he saved him out of all of his troubles. And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and deliver him. The character trait that we see in this passage above everything else is that God is a deliverer. The Hebrew word for that is Jehovah Nisi. It means that God delivers. Now that's different from other words that we're going to talk about in terms of ascribing the character and names of God. There is a God that, you know, that God protects us, that God uh, rescues us. This is a very specific word that the scripture wants us to know about. God is a deliverer literally means a rescuer in time of need. A deliverer is not like Amazon. It's not like, I love when Amazon comes, they ring that doorbell. It is so exciting to me when that happens. That's not what this means. It means it's a picture of somebody entangled in a web, and it's not sending a pair of scissors in a box. It is coming to your house. I was stuck, and he rescued me out of danger. And so he's saying, this is who he is. This is is why we're here. This is why we're gaining strength. And hopefully in this time that we're getting in the Psalms, meditating on it, underlining the characteristics of God to know not just what to do, but who he is in this time. He is a deliverer. He rescues us in time of need. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weary and hungry, but those who seek the Lord 
lack no good thing. Yeah, so um, I'm, uh, I'm pretty you know, directionally challenged. And so um, one of the things that uh, I had to do one time when I was driving to this wedding, I was driving through in Chicago, and it was before phones, you know, iPhones existed, and it was before like I had a little map and I was gonna get killed. It's like the Dan Orion or something crazy. Somebody out there I'm sure knows. Uh, and um, I remember I just was so confused. There's lanes coming in, there's lanes going out. I mean, 385 is one thing, but this thing was just so combobulated, discombobulated. And so I remember I, I called uh, my father-in-law, Dave. Dave could get you out of, uh, he was a MacGyver. He could get you, it's one of those expressions, get you out of a, something crazy. <laughs> and so uh, I was a flip-flum, called him. And, uh, and he knew exactly, like I could tell him, like, here's this sign. And you see a little rusty fence. And you see like a, a homeless man. Like he knew exactly where I was at all times. And he like, he didn't give me a map. Like he didn't give me like, you know, some some like turn here in a direction and a number he like walked me through it he like guided me through this thing okay and so and so what 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 you see here is 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 david is having this conversation with us about not only that god is a deliverer but how he delivers in verse 11 it says come my children this father-son relationship listen to me i will teach you to fear the lord whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good and seek peace um, and, and pursue it. And so David is giving this, this, this picture that he, he, has, he has been in needs and in troubles just like ours. You're going to see that the context of this passage is not, not just spiritual evil or temptation. It is troubles. This poor man called and he delivered me out of my problems, all of them. And he's saying, and I can't, I can't explain it to you. I can only invite you to experience this. I looked for Gatorade on my run. I looked for uh, gummy bears on my run. I looked for peanut butter. Somebody recommended me mustard. None of it worked. None of it could satisfy. And he's like, but I want you to taste and see this fact. Somewhere along the line, something happened. It must have been grace that I learned to call on the name of the Lord. I want to share with you the secret of my success. I want to share the secret of my strength, not the strategy. Uh, it wasn't that I knew what to do. It's that I knew who to call. And that he didn't just give me some advice. He got in the car with me. And, and it was like he was showing me what to do, but even more than that, he was offering his life, his strength. He was giving me his strength. And so I can't tell you what to do. I need you to taste it. I need you to call. I need you to call. And, and, and I think we take that for granted sometimes. I mean, I think that's a, that's a great thought and a message even for this morning. Like, we are good thinkers, you know? I'm a good thinker. I plan. I don't care what kind of strategy you have or what kind of thoughts that you have. Like, none of that replaces the call. Like, the call for help. The call, the crying out. Because this is the reality. Like, God as deliverer necessarily means there are some things you're not protected from. God is a protector, which means he builds a wall around you and there's car accidents that you haven't gotten into because of the things he's set up around your life. But necessarily, some of the things will get into your life and are not shielded out of your life. Is there anybody here that has no troubles whatsoever? Is there anybody here out there that has no problems? David is, you're doing great on mile 25, you're killing it, there's no problems, right? He's saying necessarily, 
we have, we have these issues. We have these troubles. We have these ailments because God's not just a protector. He is a deliverer. And he, has, he wants you in this situation so that you might cry out to him in your time of need. Uh, I had a friend named uh, Anders. He was so skinny and so little. Uh, I was four. He was six. I looked up to him. I thought he was so cool. And we played uh, Ninja Turtles. I lived 10 houses down from him in Albany, New York. He was my best friend. And um, he was small and, and, and just kind of just a vulnerable kid. So one day in the wintertime, um, Anders was playing at the house. And then, uh, you know, boop, boop, boop. This is back when we used to call like this. The mom called, hey, can you, send, uh, can you send Anders home? And so my mom, like, bundled him up and sent him home. And uh, we're sitting there. And we get a call an hour later. Hey, have you sent Anders home yet? And we were like, uh-oh. And so we, like, I mean, we almost didn't want to say anything, like, for a minute. Like, so we were, like, looking in the house, and we could hear her, like, David, like, the dad, and, like, looking for him. And, like, nobody knows where he is. He's been gone for an hour. Like, this is, this is really bad, you know? And we talk about the seconds and the minutes that calculate up and, and different dynamics that happen with that. Worst case scenario ever. Anyways, um, I'm looking around, and I love this. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm in it. So we walk down the steps and uh, two-story house and walk outside. And off in the distance, I see little four-foot Anders, and he's, like, standing halfway in between here and there. And, uh, and he's stuck in the snow. He just got stuck. And so uh, we, we walk down there, and, and, and Mary, the mom, you know, she's since passed away. Anders, oh, my gosh. And she's, like, so happy to see. But, like, he's not moving. You know what I mean? So we're, like, he's just a little kid. He's six years old. He's sitting there in the snow. And I'm telling you, man, he was sitting there for like 45 minutes, just stuck in the snow, and he didn't say a word. Like, and like, I have to like come around, like, come around and see. Like, I'm just waiting for him to be like something wrong with him, and he just stood there, like, stuck in the snow. Like, he didn't, he didn't cry for help. He didn't call for nothing. Like, it was like the scariest moment. Little Anders from like the Christmas story was like. <laughs> And um, I don't know why we don't call for help. I don't know why we don't. Why, why would we not call for help? Um, if I got in an accident, I'm not going to, like, go to Burger King. Like, I'm going to call 911 because I know the person's going to pick up, you know? And so this is, I think, what David's trying to, trying to say to us, like, through the Scripture and what the Holy Spirit might say to us this morning is, like, you can know something and not know the person. And like, it's our inheritance. It's our, it, it's, it's, it's why, like he's trying to reveal, God wants to be known. He wants to reveal himself to us. And necessarily he puts us in situations where we're over our head because he wants to be revealed as a helper that responds when we call. He wants, he wants us to pick up the phone and yes, he could prevent it. Yes, he could protect us. Yes, he could he could keep everything safe, but then he's going, but then they wouldn't know that I'm a helper. They wouldn't know that I answer in time of need. They wouldn't know that I could pick up the phone on the other end. And the reason why I think, well, there's a lot of reasons I thought about why we don't call for help. You know, I think we don't call for help because we're prideful. I think we don't call for help because we think we could do it on our own. Um, we don't cry for help because we don't like to look weak. But the real reason I think we don't cry for help with people especially, is um, 
we don't think that people can help us. The reason why you call, like let's say you get into an emergency today, you're going to think of somebody. Let's say it's an urgent emergency or it's just an emotional emergency. You're going to have a list of people, hopefully, if you're, blessed, if you're lucky, of people to call. And the person at the top of that list is going to be the person that cares. Like you're not, the reason why that person is at the top of that list is not because you know their number, because we have so many numbers in our phone. It's because the voice on the other end of the phone is going to care, right? And not only that, probably the number you're going to call is the number of the person that knows what to do, that's been there before, that has strength in time of need, that, that like, like this is the issue. We talk about safe place. Like, are you a safe person? Like, if I tell you something, are you going to be safe? Are you going to share my secret? That's what safe place means. But, but God is saying in this passage, as the deliverer, as Jehovah Nisi, he's going like, not only am I, do I care, but I can do something about it. Not only care, but like I, I'm, I'm confident. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. What that means is not only does he care, but he knows what to do and he knows how to do it and he knows where to go and he knows to, when to do it. He knows how to do it. And so this is what I want us to, to focus on as, just as our message uh, for today. Um, and uh, every, every time we gather, we're going to try to target kind of an I am statement, just like a who God is. But this is what I want you to, to focus in on right where you are is that God is my deliverer. I want, you to, I want you to even say it right there, like in your living room. God is my deliverer. And so because of that, the psalm would help us to respond this morning because he's a deliverer, not because I've got better strategy. Listen, I'm safe. I'm always safe. So tomorrow's going to be different and I'm going to look different and you're going to look different and, and I'm going to have troubles. The righteous are going to be much afflicted. That's what the psalm is going to say. But listen, I'm safe though. I'm safe because he's safe. Because he picks up the phone, he cares and he knows what to do. He, he's, not, he, he, he's not ignorant. He's not incapable. He knows what to do. He's going to pick up the phone. If you had somebody like that, with whatever problem you're going and you could call that person, I, I guarantee you, if you believed that was true about him, you'd call him. The reason we don't call is because we don't believe it. And he's going to, and sometimes delivery looks like direction. Sometimes it's going to be, you're going to pick up the phone. And for me, it's been in this last couple of years, you know, months, like calling pastors, like different mentors. It's going to be like, like you're going to pick up the phone and, and he's going to give you a direction. He's going to give you a doorway. He's not just going to magically make it go. He's going to give you something to do. Next step, or next, next thing is, and so this is what we know. We're always focused on who is God, who am I, and how do I live in light of that. And so when I call, here we go, he always answers. Amen? Mm-hmm. I want to share um, from these uh, verses that are right there in your Bible, right where you see them, so you can look them up as we go. But these are some of the things that I want to encourage you that when you call on him, maybe you haven't ever called on him before, maybe it's been a very long time, and you've been thinking about the last call you had a very long time ago, but David is simply saying, you thinking about and planning and strategizing, um, none of that can replace the call. He wants to reveal himself to us as a deliverer so we call. And so here's a couple of things that um, he delivers us from. You ready? I want us to, to pray, pray this even now. Like, this is a, this is a, this is, everything changes after we call. This is what the promise says. So it's now. Like, we call now. 
and whatever whatever you're doing and wherever you are like don't don't get stuck in the snow and don't cry for help for 45 minutes like call on him this is I'm, don't don't wait till the stream's over don't wait like call on him now because David is saying I've run with him I'm resting more in my running than most people are in their sleeping and the way that I have strength is I know who to call so call on him right now on these things just call on him for, for, for deliver me from fear. Jesus says, deliver me from temptation, and deliver me from my enemies. But Psalm 134 has more, has more promises. Did you know that when you call on him, he will activate a plan as soon as you call to respond. This is his promise, he's Jehovah Nissi. It's not gonna change because of Corona. It's gonna change because, it's not gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna yield to him because he's not changing. So call on him and just say, deliver me from fear call on him you shared they didn't understand they didn't value they didn't see it you have a shame because of that he delivers you from shame so call on him you see how like like we're looking for the strategy we're looking for the magazine what did the runner's guide say and he's like your problem is that the runner's guide you don't have any strength call on him pick up the phone the number is jesus right the number is not 911 he gave you the name he gave you the number and call on him Call on him. Just say, deliver me from lack. It says, the people that are, are trusting him, the righteous, are lacking in no good thing. Call on him to be delivered of evil. There is unseen enemies in Corona, and that's a powerful sermon illustration. And even more important than that, there's unseen powers and principalities, and you need to be delivered of that. And so call on him. Call on his name and say, deliver me from evil. Deliver me from abandonment. I'm never alone. Deliver me from this. You know, give me the number that I should call. Give me the FaceTime person that I should, should, should ask. God, God, show me a doorway out. If it's, if it's a pastor, if it's a friend, if it's somebody you haven't talked to, when you pick up the phone, he's going to give you some directions and you, and you respond. And, and so, so make, make, make a call. And lastly, for a crushed spirit, for those that are there, it, it just discouraged, like deeply, deeply discouraged. I want to I have you consider like discouragement is first spiritual, then it's emotional. And just ask him to deliver you of a broken heart. I deliver you of a crushed spirit. I want to close with this um, as we as we just kind of respond and worship this morning. But um, the number one thing um, I believe that Psalm 134 um, encourages us to call on the name of the Lord for is the deliverance from really the the most powerful thing. It's all of those things in that list that we we're looking at a moment ago, and that is deliverance from um, sin and deliverance from, from death. I'll say that again. The, the most important thing that Jesus uh, will ever deliver any of us from is the power of sin and the power of death. And I don't know what your understanding is. I don't know what your spiritual background is in terms of um, what, what the world means when it says hell. A lot of times we think of a pitchfork, we think of fire. Um, this passage is saying hell is just eternity with those things without deliverance from those things. And so in Jesus, the promise of the gospel is uh, that we can cry out in every time of need while, while, while we're breathing, while we're living. And Jesus will come and he'll deliver us. But the most important thing that he'll deliver us from is an eternity without him. He'll deliver us from an eternity in that place. And so, so this is just a, a quote I want to leave you with and then I'll pray. But... Um, there's a quote I've been seeing on Instagram. Maybe you've seen it before, but 
there's a religion that maybe you've encountered before and experienced before. And what religion says is, oh shoot, I'm in trouble. Oh shoot, I'm in trouble. I, I better run from dad. I better not tell dad. He's going to kill me. But if I could just give you just one sentence to communicate like what the deliverer looks like. Religion says, I'm in trouble. Dad's going to kill me. Gospel says, I'm in trouble. I got to go tell my dad. And that is, that is in a nutshell, a way that we can culturally understand, I think, what, what the father is trying to communicate through these scriptures, through these pages about who he is. He's a father. He's not let you down. He's right where you are. He's not surprised by your trouble. And as a matter of fact, he has you in this situation for a very specific purpose. Because why? If you were not in this situation, you would never discover him as deliverer. And he wants you to know him. And so I encourage you, wherever you are, uh, spiritually, emotionally, wherever you're at, to, to respond. If you're in trouble, go to your dad. Go to your dad. This is the promise. Go to your father in heaven and, and he'll begin to talk to you and get into a relationship with you and, and work out the process to bring the right people into your life. This, this, is, this is a moment right now to call on him. If you haven't called, his name is Jesus. You call on him now and he'll begin to speak with you. It's power in the name and not in the strategy. And if you need strength today, you know who to call. He cares and he knows what to do. And, and, and I just encourage you, wherever you are, just to call on him now. And so, Father, we just... Uh, we thank you that you're speaking to us and that you haven't forgotten about us and it's a time that we're leaning in and learning to trust you more. Uh, Lord Jesus, I just ask that you would deliver, that you'd begin to deliver um, people, um, our friends, our family, the people that we love, all, all kinds of people um, from a much more stronger enemy than, than this corona thing. Deliver us from fear, from panic. Deliver us. We need you. And this isn't a strategy issue, it's a strength issue. We need your strength, we need your power, we need your love, we need you. And so we're calling on you now. That's what this is. We're calling on you now. And we know that once we make the call, everything changes. Once we make the call, everything changes. So we thank you that you're picking up right now in Jesus' name. Thanks again for joining us. If you have been encouraged or challenged by this message, please give us feedback by leaving a comment on this podcast. For more information on our church, visit us at www.citylights.cc.